viewpoint, opinion, and perspective shared on Jerry Unfiltered is a culmination of over 20 years of personal experiential knowledge and research into the unification of science and consciousness called quantum morphogenetic physics, which is a paradigm-shifting, disruptive science not taught in the mainstream public educational systems. The intention of Jerry Unfiltered is simple, to awaken, to be aware, and to be able to reclaim the original, perpetual life, human potential. Hey everyone, this is a first because um, this is Jerry Unfiltered, the podcast, and this is our first video podcast. And uh, I'm very excited to have our first video guest, actually our first guest. Um, her name is Laura Eisenhower, and I'm going to introduce you to her very shortly. I mean, you see her on the screen now. How are you doing, Laura? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Um, I want to introduce you to our listeners who probably don't uh, know who you are. And why don't we just give a background of who you are and you know what your where you came from, what's your intention. So who are you, Laura Eisenhower? Oh, good question. <clears throat> well, I've had quite an interesting journey. I, I really felt called to oh, understand things on a pretty vast level, connected to like programmings, uh, DNA, how programmings impact our DNA. Uh, I've had a lot of curiosity about what junk DNA really is. But I mean, that came later in life. It first got triggered. I mean, just feeling mission orientated at a young age because I was born into the Eisenhower family and uh, Eisenhower is my great grandfather. And I just was like, what am I doing in this family? There's got to be a reason besides something political. And it just helped me to lift away a lot of layers and really connect into just a lot of stuff that has been kept from us. So I started to research disclosure. So between researching disclosure and things like ET government treaties and what really happened during his administration. It took me into galactic history. It took me into all these different things that helped me to answer questions about this other stuff I've always been interested in uh, about, uh, yeah, what happened to our DNA, what these wars, these galactic wars are all about. Um, definitely had a lot of interest in the exploded planets, earth grids, and understanding, this is what drew me to you, the difference between the limitation of certain sciences and also the hidden ones that help us to really connect with the rest of who we are and to actually help us to heal. And so it's been an interesting journey. Uh, just uh, my background's wilderness expedition leadership, but I definitely went on a lot of like deep dark night of the soul journeys mm -hmm. and a lot of close to death experiences. And so between all of it, I've just been doing my best to connect dots. And so I've been a, an international speaker, since 2010 and my focuses in my lectures are health, exopolitics, alchemy, metaphysics, galactic history, and looking at solutions to help us like get out of this 3D holographic time loop and begin to understand who we really are and what's been kept from us so that we can reclaim you know, the solutions and begin to really stand in alignment with what's available so that we can 
be the fullness of what we're really meant to be. And I, yeah, so dark agendas is a big part of my research and all those rabbit holes. Wow. <laughs> That's uh that is a mouthful that you've just shared with us. And, you know, I'm going to um, ask you, first of all, so being the great granddaughter of the 34th president of the United States, were you privy or are you privy to, you know, this, his whole, you know, treaty with the uh, Zetas or if, is that even true? I mean, what do you know about that? There was nothing in the family. And I remember being like nine years old, we were standing at a grocery store line, some, somewhere between nine and 12 years old. And there was a weekly uh, world news magazine or newspaper article about Eisenhower meeting with extraterrestrials, but it's considered a joke newspaper. And I remember looking at that and being like, oh, I think there's something to this. And that's when I started to get real curious, but it wasn't anything that I could bring up to family. And I was kind of surprised they kind of stand by the rumors of the dentist appointment in Palm Desert, I believe it was, yep. Palm Springs. And I've just been digging and digging and digging. And what really validated a lot for me was when I was recruited to go off planet in 2006. And because that's a big sort of a lot to you know get into, um, people can find information about that on YouTube and um, anybody can message me privately and I can you know send more information about that. But the alternative three scenario that took place during the Eisenhower administration is linked to ET government treaties. And because I was up against that and uh, targeted, uh, not in a, it's, it's kind of a long story. Um, I knew something was off and I did a lot of research about the people involved. They basically set me up with somebody. Uh, it's, it's just such a long story, but I learned a lot about ET technology, things like looking glass technologies. And that's where Andrew Bishago and I became friends and we started to connect dots. But seeing how that linked to the Eisenhower administration, MJ-12, the Jason scholars, it was very obvious, okay, beyond internet rumors, there's some link to Eisenhower's administration and meeting with different extraterrestrial beings, not just the greys, but there's been talks about beings from Venus like Valiant Thor and also the Nordics. Mm -hmm. So uh, I always felt like I was hitting my head against something when I was doing research and there was a lot more to the story than what I was, you know, finding, mm -hmm. but it definitely had to be like, based on my own personal research and experiences, nothing that family really told me, even though we've always been a tight knit family and not anything like weird, like ties to Illuminati and I've done hypnoregression and everything just to make sure. Um, there's just something that was really shut down during his administrations that basically involved my aunts, uncles, mother, grandfather, who I was very close with, Eisenhower's son. And no matter how much I tried to get info out of them, it just, the subject would get changed and we just wanted to have fun together as a family because it just opens up too much and there's young kids around and it's just, I'm still trying to see what I can find out from them. But anyway, through a lot of research, I began to understand a lot more about when ET government treaties actually happened. And the first noted encounter was from people like Phil Schneider, even uh, I've read in Kelantic Science some years like 1926, 1933, and some other research led me to uh, you know, an understanding of what took place um, in the 30s and 40s with ET government treaties and Churchill's involvement, even Aleister Crowley's involvement, because that ties back to you know, the Atlantean period. And the history is so vast. So most of the rumors people are gonna see online though, connect Eisenhower with the ET government treaty. So I've spent a lot of time in doing a lot of research and trying to connect dots with 
more of the origins of this and all the players that we don't normally hear about. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the whistleblowers said by the time the treaties reached the Eisenhower presidency, the three-letter organizations had already been set up. There were already laws put in place, and they actually considered it a surrender. And many, including him, tried to disclose this to the human race, and it got totally shut down. And the ramifications for exposing these things were, I think, more than uh, expected because you would think that a president would have more power. Mm -hmm. And that is when I think he began to recognize that he was being uh, attempted, well, they were attempting to infiltrate him and use him and sort of use him as a scapegoat, but he was literally surrounded by those that are seeking to work with these beings to continue to enslave the human race. And a lot of the things that I think they uh, set up in some of these agreements, probably definitely previous to Eisenhower, because they sort of tricked him and made it sound like, oh, we're a dying race, can you help save us? And we'll give you, you know, advanced technologies and the end of the Cold War made it confusing. But I think what we're seeing today is what these agendas were all about, because there's some very dark people with some very dark technologies that are still tampering with the human race, wanting to shut us down in this window period where we can begin to really awaken and expand our consciousness and so I th- that's when, along the way, you know, he realized he had been duped. And mm-hmm. in his warning in the military-industrial complex speech, his final speech, he was able to give us little clues, but he wasn't able to really take us all the way in. And so, you know, we're dealing with breeding programs, abductions. He tried to invade Area 51, where they, you know, MJ-12 and these three-letter organizations and basically the cabal mm-hmm. were working with these technologies and groups, and and they were pushing them out more and more. So. You know, to me, this really relates to artificial timelines, AI, transhumanism, harvesting and siphoning our energies, which they've been doing for a while. But if there can be a link to the government and the government leaders, then, you know, all of a sudden, um, you know, we're finding that the reason disclosure has been so hard is because they've wanted to keep most of this in secrecy. And when they knew disclosure was going to happen, they're not exactly presenting it in the way that it truly went. And so I'm just trying to, you know, in the best of my ability to uncover what we're not hearing because the disclosure community um, is very targeted and there's a lot more, you know, pieces. So I've always been telepathing him since I was a kid. And I was always like, okay, what is this? What am I supposed to do with this? And, um, and, uh, and yeah, he had eight heart attacks while he was in office. And I really feel like he was like, oh my gosh, this is way bigger than any of us can possibly imagine. We're talking about multi-level secret space programs, infiltration of a lot of the defense departments, and this whole new world order agenda where the technologies are being hoarded and the elites are being taken care of and the rest of the human race is dealing with this level of weaponry and assault based on some of these agreements. So to, to not go on too much, there was basically, it, it was considered a surrender and the treaty was broken, but the Griotta Treaty had already begun 10 years previous and supposedly it gets renewed every 10 years. And so they felt, you know, helpless. I mean, even uh, Truman and Eisenhower tried to negotiate with the Nazis. There's the whole Admiral Byrd mission and trying to do things behind the scenes that we'll never see in our history books. And then a flyover of UFOs and they realized we don't have this level of technology. So I think they didn't know also what to do because in wartime, you don't want to be like without weapons. So what I've heard is the technology exchanges happened but enough positive groups within the military have gotten their hands on enough or have been able to understand those things where they're able to now utilize them to counteract 
a lot of these dark agendas that we're seeing today. And so when we hear about white hats or um, some of the you know, positive you know, military groups and certain levels of the secret space program, it, it's, it's nice to hope you know, that there are some that are looking out for us. But personal human sovereignty, I think, is key. And it's really, I find it hard to trust anything at this point. And that's also why I gravitated to you, because there are very few, I feel, out there that have their hands on or know how to work with technologies that are going to help us to move beyond all of this. So. Well, I'm glad you reached out to me because I tell you, Laura, it's, it's uh, you know, I've, I've pretty much put a, myself in a bubble. <laughs> and as you know, you know, th there's so many there's so many, so much information. There's so many people out there saying this and that, and I'm really grateful that you reached out to me and, uh, you know, you were able to, we were able to connect and, uh, you know, uh, speaking of, uh, well, let's, let's expound on, on what you shared just, uh, uh, briefly. What are your thoughts on, you know, uh, entering a new level of consciousness and, uh, you know, astrologically what what, right. what do you what do you feel well i feel like uh so a lot of these projects that we you know weren't told about project mockingbird project paperclip all the infiltration of nazi scientists into the american government and you know these projects affect the whole planet uh there are certain alignments that are happening that are helping to break down that programming to give us an access point to our higher selves and our higher consciousness but it takes um quite the journey as you know how that, I mean, facing the, the shadow, uh, seeing things um, through a like an entry point of adversity to the point where that adversity opens up gateways and allows major downloads to come in. So humanity is like really faced with a choice. So the astrological aspect that really kickstarted this is the Pluto-Saturn conjunction that peaked in uh, mid-January. Also, two eclipses that happened, one in December and the other one in January, connected with the North and South Node, the South Node being in Capricorn, where these conjunctions are happening that represent the past and the dark cycles of history that we've all been connected with, which is where the Pluto energy is helping us to move forward from. And then going into the North Node, which is the sign of Cancer, which has to do with the nurturing energies of the mother. Ultimately, it has to do with our right and left, the circulation of um, our own you know, inner masculine and feminine, the electromagnetic uh, frequencies that are a part of who we are and what we're made of. And, um, and also breaking down that Saturn moon matrix interference, which has created the patriarchal program that's obviously impacted both men and women. And, that, and that's why these movements like feminism, like misses the mark. It's like, calm down, everybody. Everybody's been targeted. Both sexes have been targeted. Let's exactly. not go crazy here because it's really unfair because my God, look at what the masculine has gone through. But anyway, uh, so in this eclipse time, basically the Pluto energy, which also has this conjunction from Jupiter and a lot of other planets um, have been you know, close, faster moving planets that have already kind of moved on, that has uh, thrown us into a massive growth period. The dark forces are wanting to harness that growth period and steer us away from it. It's very similar to a growth period we might have in our life where we're going through a crisis, but really it's a breakthrough and mm -hmm. an opportunity to wake up. But then you got the pharmaceutical companies. Oh, you know, that means you're depressed or you need this drug or this will make that go away when we need those processes. We need, you know, to be shocked, awakened, and we need to face the dark night of the soul. Sometimes medicating it is, is the worst thing the medical industry has done. 
is not helping us to understand that that's a huge part of growing up and developing and maturing and as a spiritual being versus right. somebody who's just going to follow the 3D way. So these conjunctions near the uh, south node, which represents the past, going into the north node, which is directly opposite, showing where the polarity needs to be integrated, because, you know, that's also, you know, how are we going to get out of duality? We're kind of learning how to find that inner masculine and feminine outside of the programming. So Pluto's throwing us into a growth period that's helping us to redefine who we are, how we want to conduct our relationships and our relationship with ourselves, how much of the propaganda we've been fed since childhood and previous lifetimes we're going to stay stuck in. And so everybody's facing that dark night of the soul of either saying, you know what, I'm done with that toxic job. I'm done with this toxic relationship. I'm tired of trying to be the program version and I'm ready to just be myself and be authentic. So that is sort of the questions we're being asked. And so the transformation energies that want to take us forward are going to allow us to drop those attachments. But, you know, whether, you know, I, I mean, we know we could go into the coronavirus, but, you know, bioweaponry, assaults on humanity, vaccination program, this is all an attempt to say, let's keep that from happening because they're experts in uh, stunting our growth from these powerful initiations that are a lot more organic. Mm. And, uh, but at the same time, regardless of where it's coming from, growth periods also can make us very sick if we refuse to let go. So right. Like, like a person who is, thinks they're in love with that really not so good partner or, 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 you know, is not able to let go of heartbreak connecting to a breakup. There's a certain point in which not being able to move on from something that needs to go and needs to be released, which is what Pluto brings, can make us very sick. And so the transition of a Pluto cycle going from death, rebirth, alchemy, transformation, very often people get stuck in the birth canal. And because they don't want to emerge or they're in fear because they don't think there's anything on the other side of it, that actually can make them very vulnerable to a lowered immune system, all sorts of entity attachments and, and, and greater sickness. Now, there's already something installed in them that makes them vulnerable too, because most humans carry something connected to implants or whatever. But this is a chance for us to say, we're gonna go through this growth period, become more spiritual, more in integrity, more into unity, less into you know, this duality and being pit against each other. But a lot of people, have never been given the direction and have just no idea how to take those steps. So as an astrologer, that's what I use the tool of astrology for is to help people to see where is this impacting you personally? Mm -hmm. What are the ancestral patterns? Um, and, uh, and, but I take it into the medical astrology. So I think astrology without understanding how it impacts our glands, our organs, our energy meridians and our chakras and our DNA is not like utilizing that tool in the way that it can really be utilized uh, for greater growth in a person. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, I actually love listening to you because I, I'm learning myself and it's just amazing the level of knowledge you have, uh, you know, blending in astrology, uh, with the medical side, you know, and most, you know, the funny thing is Laura, most of the, uh, Western doctors, they have no idea what the hell you, you know, we talk about, you know, they're, they're based on the, on the failed Western medical model and to even talk about consciousness, astrology, et cetera, et cetera, uh, you know, dealing with emotions, et cetera. They, they, they're, they're at a loss, you know? So, you know, my question to you is, you know, how can people, you know, connect with their higher levels of self from your, from your point of view, uh, you know, what would you recommend? Awesome. 
<clears throat> and it's so weird because I never is like sometimes I feel like it, when I ask questions, it's like, that's when stuff comes through, but it's not like I'm living my life every day. Just like, Oh, it's always there. Like right. I'm bumbling around, like just trying to figure it out. Just like, Oh my gosh. So it's always great to talk about it. Cause it reminds me, it's like, Oh, all right. Okay. And, and hopefully it makes sense. And, and you know, I get as close as I can, but anyway, so obviously there's some doctors that are, are good beginning to open their minds. I think a lot are owned and controlled and threatened. I mean, we see whistleblowers that are being jailed for talking about the dangers of vaccine and we see naturopaths uh, being offed in really mysterious ways. Um, and so I think there's, you know, a lot of fear and, you know, the, the teachings, you know, are very limited and it doesn't consider the whole person. And now that those medicines and those ways of practicing medicine are more available, um, it's creating a big, you know, conflict. So, I mean, I think what's important is if you do get a diagnosis to not just stop there, not give your power away to the person giving it to you and just really, you know, go into your internal guidance. I mean, because cosmic and natural law know how to correct and know how to heal and know how to work with us because we're a part of it to create homeostasis balance and equilibrium in our bodies. So a physical symptom the medical industry teaches us to fear and we get further away from ourselves and we give our power to that person, hopefully we'll be cured and, and we just take whatever they give us. But if we could uh, allow ourselves to become closer to ourselves when we have physical symptoms and ask ourselves questions like, where is that coming from? What organ is it impacting? What chakra is that connected to? What event might've been traumatic that is coming up again? Um, what is the person not giving themselves permission to do? And, and are they closed down in their throat chakra? Are they in fear of what others might think? So without looking at all this, you know, medicine is very dry and very much like, you know, we're just given diagnosis and labels and people walk around with these labels, you know, and they're identifying more with the label than exactly. the fact that they're in a transformation cycle. And so they carry those labels and they brand themselves with these names that sound like ridiculous names, like, God, this doesn't sound pleasant when really it's a part of a transformation cycle. So I think people need to not fear the body when it starts to alert them and know how limited the medical industry is. And to maybe, you know, if you need to get blood tests or get a diagnosis, great. And then go on the grand adventure of exploring what it means, who you are, what your internal guidance is trying to say, do some form of writing, connect with nature and don't fear it. You know, really trust that it's here to upgrade you. We're taught that it's here to crush us and that now we're, compromised and now the doctor um, has some financial agreement with us and we're dependent <clears throat> until they give us the the go-ahead and i'm not saying that there hasn't been or isn't a lot of amazing stuff that can happen but uh looking at you know mandatory vaccines or chemotherapy or some of these practices when there's herbs and plants and abundance of medicine and advanced technologies that can get us to this to to to, to the real goal um, we don't, we don't want to compromise ourselves. We need to do the research and understand the dangers. Now, not everybody has all the time in the world, but you know, the kind of conferences that you're putting on and, and people that have really taken that next step to open up that world, know those people are out there and, uh, and just, just keep going with it. I, I always felt like I was dying of something like, and, and I refused to go to the doctor though. And I would just put my hands up and, and, and I would let it take me into the origins or something maybe that, and, and I was amazed that I was able to heal myself of all sorts of things. And there's amazing stories out there of people, you know, I, I just talked to a client who healed herself of stage four cancer with turmeric and a few other things. So, you know, 
people have to be willing to go through um, something on a multidimensional level because this is, affects all parts of the being. There's no illness that we get that doesn't have some sort of energetic component that needs releasing or understanding. You know, we need to be willing to shine light on the unconscious self to recognize the many parts that we have forgotten because that is the, the inability to see that I feel is the root of most disease. You know, uh, speaking of, speaking of like um, people and how they should internalize and be more self-empowered about their health. What are your thoughts on depopulation? You know, this whole agenda, you know, because the, the, the Western medical model is, is geared and founded on chemicals and pharmaceuticals, you know, really it's not based on true healing. What, what are your thoughts, Laura, on this agenda of uh, depop or, or you know, um, agenda 21, if you will? Yeah. Well, it's, it's sort of an agreement to be a food source, number one. And then when something is sort of dispensable at the time of that agenda where, okay, we can start getting rid of the, the humans and focus more on the AI and whatever false promises they've been given to be the population that, you know, sticks around while everybody else is gone to get it down to the numbers that things like Georgia Guidestones talks about, you know, there's many stages to it. So and there's competing control agendas as well, but I think they've definitely joined forces um, in a lot of ways. Some is depopulation, others is to you know keep us around that you know we keep the economy alive and, and and we act as a food source. I think there's a certain stage in which you know we're we're totally dispensable because that food source isn't needed, and possibly the harvesting of souls and getting us to a compromised, digressed um, physical body where we're like the the sort of uh, what we see with certain grays, not all grays, but, or EBEs, where we lose reproductive function. Mm -hmm. And we basically, um, you know, we, 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 we are not just wiped out. A lot have been modified to play the role of maybe something off planet or, you know, something to keep alive, um, whatever order, new world order they want. So there's components like time travel and ways to jump timelines. To me, I feel like they're trying to keep up a life, uh, life cycle because they've lost true connection to source. Mm -hmm. And so the only way that they can have a life cycle is with the AI, transhumanism. And, and there's been these technologies that have harvested our energies as well. So I think we're at a certain stage where they're ready to you know, thin out the population and just keep just enough um, and to pick and choose who are the desirables and to you know, kind of manipulate where we need to go, how we need to do it. And we're face to face with it right now with the control system coming down real hard. I do feel like a benevolent force is way, way, way greater. But I think, uh, yeah, the, the population and the medical industry, you know, we have to determine where are we allowing ourselves to be in relationship with this? We have to decide to cut the cords and not allow these attachments. And the dependency is the worst thing when people feel like they have no choice. So they go to the doctor or they accept that vaccine. Um, they don't question it. The thing is, if we say, I do not consent, if we claim our personal sovereignty, if we figure out ways to navigate around it and we keep sharing truth and we keep coming together, you know, then the tipping point will be reached. In a lot of ways it's already been reached, but it needs to come down fully to the ground level where it's not just a concept, but people are actually changing their lifestyles and everything so that their physical lifestyle has integrated their higher awareness and the two are not separate. Because a lot of people might understand a lot of stuff, but they're still living a contradictory life. Right. So, right. you know, people have to understand 
where are you hooked into that agenda? And, you know, because there has to be some level of consent from what I understand. And, and so duping us through uh, trickery is the whole notion of fake news and the whole Project Mockingbird is to, to, to create a certain narrative that we consent to. And right. if we blindly consent, then we're wiping ourselves out. If we give that power of somebody else being the villain that actually has that ability to do that to us, then we're not going to be able to see the doorways that are opening and the options and synchronicities that are available to help us override this. So the, the, to me, the, the dangerous part are those that are still very unconscious, that look to these people to make these decisions that they think are good, and they say, okay, we better do that then. Come and shoot me in the arm or, you know, and, 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 and what's great is, most of the threads under Bill Gates and other people, they're being ripped to shreds. I mean, people aren't going for it and those numbers are spreading. Right. We do have to find a way to forgive also and, 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 and hope that, because they've been trauma-based mind controlled. I mean, we don't know what made them the people that they are. We need to understand <laughs> and educate ourselves about it right. um, and help them call those light fragments back to source, back to you know, unity or else we're just trying to fight something. So we don't want to exhaust ourselves trying to fight something. I think we need to enhance the immune system of humanity through love and unity, some level of forgiveness, but also holding accountability. And also, you know, people being willing to understand things like trauma-based mind control um, and, you know, these dark agendas and how, you know, people like handlers have been trained and groomed to play that role. And without having that greater education, I feel like we're in danger also of being so angry that um, that will take, take more energy away from us than might be good, but it's a process. So again, just to sort of sum it up, we have to see what, where are we in agreement to it and where are we allowing ourselves <clears throat> to be silenced. Now having a voice and screaming out to the world, this is what's going on is not for everybody. But people have to recognize, you know, that the support they can give to people like you and me and others that are out there um, energetically um, really makes a lot of difference. I mean, the thing is, where are we investing our energy? Where are we investing our creative imagination, our mental body? Um, are we getting to know our emotions when it wants to bring us down into depression? We need to really fully wake up and understand ourselves. Then we're untouchable. So, you know, and there is a lot of infiltration and it makes it hard to know who's who. But um, I feel like whoever is going to be depopulated has some sort of cord attachment to something that they don't realize. And this is the time to be willing to look at it and know that there's something beautiful on the other side of it. And to not go into like, it's so gnarly and it can create a lot of fear, but ultimately what is, what is on the other side of it? liberation and the ability to drop this old paradigm and all the evils and crimes against humanity to really thrive as a human race and not be subject to being you know wiped out it's it's up to the people to decide you know um it, to affect the change now i you know I, I i can really literally sit here and listen to you for hours because you know laura you get it and the thing is most unfortunately, you know this, like most people on the planet, they're still asleep. I mean, you know, listening to hopefully my intention and goal from our listeners, listening to this for the first time, 
and being introduced to you and your, and your amazing knowledge and your wisdom is to understand that, yeah, you know what? We are being used as fuel or energy. You know, mm. most people don't even understand that, there are, that our whole entire society is based on energy vampirism. And, and uh, you know, like this whole uh, adrenochrome uh, thing. What, what are your thoughts on that, you know, to, that using this, I don't know, is it like a hormone? What is that? What's your take on adrenochrome? Yeah, it seems like, you know, when uh, they, they torture and abuse, you know, a child right. or a baby, and then they extract the fluids and they create this, you know, formula. And the, the, the formula um, is like a drug right. and it's like considered to be the fountain of youth. Right. And it seems to be connected, <clears throat> some say to the pineal gland, others something in the spinal column of, you know, something maybe with Kundalini, that's why there's the sexual abuse. But basically it's extracting Right. Um, these vital essences and because children are so pure and they hold so much life force and connection to spirit, this is their supplement because they've lost that connection. So even though there's, you know, we see mind control and harvesting that most people don't know exists, that's where it's at its like darkest and most like insane. You know, there's human <laughs> trafficking too and just blackmailing Hollywood celebrities and politicians and then some totally being in the know and being all about these practices. Um, you know, the adrenochrome part is the way they engage in ritual to gain power and to, uh, you know, basically steal and rob another life force because <laughs> their connection is gone. And from what I've come to research is because they compromised their DNA a long time ago, that whole thing that, you know, Kelantic science talks about with the 10th gate, the 11th gate and our strands of DNA, the draconian is at a 10 strand. So, you know, the 10 sphere tree of life or the artificial tree of life is based in that. And people mm -hmm. don't, you know, don't even question that. That's why also I found you, because I'm like, does anybody work with you know, the full spectrum? And I was like, oh, there you are. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the 11th strand is more connected from what I've learned uh, to the sons of Belial and factions of the Anunnaki that affect the 11th gate. And, um, and so what they do to the ley lines and what they do to the earth and how they've put things in reversal codes, including the ether that helps us to connect to the zero point. Um, they have to, they, they, they can't really heal. And if they were to, because nobody's ever like locked out of unconditional love of source, as far as I'm concerned, I think the karmic retribution of, of clearing all the dark crimes against humanity that they've done is too much. And so they have to rely on this other form of currency, which is the human trafficking, the SRA, and, you know, the adrenochrome. And, you know, it's absolutely sick because, you know, they do it in plain sight. And they, right. you know, laugh at it. It's like, it's like life means nothing to them. You know, other life, the sacredness of life. So to me, yeah, they're stealing energy of the innocence, targeting, you know, with psychotronic weaponry and mind control technologies and electronic harassment, you know, those that are trying to do good work, targeting, you know, relationships. Um, and yeah, basically the human trafficking rings produce more money than, you know, anything. And the multi-level nature of, I mean, even Tony Rodriguez, who I interviewed, he was not only a part of the secret space program as a slave, he was passed around these parties and would be at billionaire parties as a child, you know, with these vicious acts being done to him. And then they would photograph the celebrity or politician doing it so that they'd use it as blackmail, which is actually what Epstein did. So right. it's also a part of a greater blackmail to basically own the power structures of the world with a small group that are really into um, maintaining that and maybe, you know, blackmailing everybody else, which creates larger numbers. 
And yeah, it's, um, it's how they, you know, keep themselves alive. So one whistleblower said, we're an ancient vampiric cyborg race and we need this to stay alive. And without it, we're going to die out. And it's like, you know what? Face death and quit it already. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Um, So let's bring it on. Let's bring this to what's going on today, Laura, (laughs) with this whole COVID-19, 5G. I mean, is this, do you feel it's all interrelated in some type of sick, incestuous way? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah. I mean, to me, it's so confusing because this is a real showdown. I believe it was a bioweapon that started off from nefarious groups and then it got sort of, um, there, there's, it's somehow being leveraged, you know, and uh, it relates to 5G, I, I, I firmly feel. And that the, the mandatory vaccinations are what are going to fully link us into um, the AI sort of beast computer machine. I don't know. I mean, and, and, and possibly being very vulnerable to the use of blue beam technology, which some people don't think is going to happen or they don't use it anymore. Or all that's been shut down. So I think they're just trying to, I mean, this is like their last attempt and they're trying to roll out 5G, but then there's counter missions and positive forces that um, are sort of behind the scenes dealing with all this and, and, and possibly bringing something that is a lot you know, healthier for the human race. So a lot of it I think is, is a little bit still in the unknown, but there's been a lot of great documentaries recently that really show that you know, th- this stuff is real and you know, Trump is not funding WHO, the World Health Organization, and it's really clear he's taking a stand against this and has done more than any president when it comes to human trafficking. But if I say anything nice about Trump, then, you know, it's a bunch of swarming people being like, I can't believe that you're even giving that guy the time of day. So it's not about giving the power away to Trump, but my gosh, why can't we just send positive energy to this administration and really, you know, see what's going on here, regardless of his personality traits that you might not like, you know, it this administration needs positive energy, not this war and division, because that's what the dark side still wants. Right. So the 5D linking with mind control, linking with any abductions or implants, military implant, I mean, that's more military than anything. And this virus, which many have said is not a real virus, it's a response to radiation. I don't have all, you know, I, 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 I'm just like anybody trying to sort it out. Like, okay, well, that sounds like it could be it. And then I all of a sudden, okay, well, no, it sounds like it could be that. But I definitely think there's a link to 5G and the vaccinations are to surveillance us and watch us and basically be able to decide what they want to do with us remotely. Right. And, um, and the sickness part of it could be a number of things. A person's sensitivity to this next level of energy that's available on the planet. And that could be a part of it. But um, you know, some are dying of things and they're saying that it's the, the COVID-19. Um, so I think as long as they convince people there's a pandemic, then people will be in agreement to the quarantine, to the shots. And so that's the bigger part of it. But I think right. the symptoms could either be 5G because it seems like the worst cases are where the 5G has been attempted to be rolled out. And I don't think those things are going to be successful. But um, I also feel like we might be being sprayed with a virus because some people have noticed that they're spraying like brown stuff and there might be something that we are inhaling. And if right. we have a particular allergic reaction or a deep sensitivity or all, you know, a condition that might be already there or dormant, um, it, it's going to put a person, you know, make a person sick. But so many people have overcome it. 
And there are so many ways to protect the body, but I definitely think it's all part of the new world agenda and to create a facade, like a false flag, mm -hmm. to create a false solution, to uh, put their hooks into humanity even worse than they already have. But I see a lot of hope, so. So, um, well, I'm glad you see a lot of hope and I do too. Uh, but, you know, I don't know, I have to admit, I'm like, oh man. I know. I like it's crazy because people are just like, they are absolutely buying into this fear. They're so fear-based at this point, you know, Laura? And it's, it's great that you're coming out and you're sharing that there is, you know, it, yeah, there is the dark side, but you know, there is that light at the end of the tunnel, you know? And, you know, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very happy that uh, you feel the same way that, that I do. And, uh, you know, when, when I, uh, when I, was going to invite you to be on the show. I was like, oh man, like, what can we talk about with Laura? You know, that, you know, that the, the, our group of listeners haven't heard before. They haven't heard any of this. And if they have, they, have, they haven't heard your spin and, and your, your wisdom. So, you know, thank you, you know, for, for that. Um, go over some, share with, if you don't mind sharing with some of the listeners, go over some of your practices. What kind of like meditations or, or energy techniques that, that you do personally that, uh, you know, keeps you, uh, you know, let's just say at higher level of consciousness and energy? Well, that's, I wouldn't say I'm like the most disciplined person, um, but I used to have jobs where I was always physical. So that was always good when I was doing the wilderness stuff and I was a landscaper. Now I'm behind the computer more than I should be. So I do need to make sure I, you know, stay in shape, but you know, it's, it's, um, it's how I set up my schedule. You know, <clears throat> I, 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 I've become just more aware of what I can and cannot handle. So, you know, if, if I need to change my calendar and start my day at 11 a.m., so be it. If I need to someday start at 1 p.m., <clears throat> so be it. Um, and so having that extra time to just be in the zone, meditate, uh, get into the creative side of things, to not overwork myself um, <clears throat> is what I'm learning. So I'm a work in progress when it comes to health. But I would say uh, my favorite things are, which I hate about you know being sprayed I mean, of course who wants to be sprayed uh is the targeting of nature and the weaponization of nature is just the worst but because our dna is connected to the elements and this whole process we can neutralize these weapons when we really wake up to the rest of all that we're made of so um so i still go out in nature a lot but i sort of prepare myself and my bloodstream with colloidal silver you know chlorella right. green foods um i drink smoothies every day I'm like taking an herb that really helps with my nervous system. And because you probably notice I talk real fast and I fall what, like. What herb? What herb is so that? I've never heard of it until a couple months ago. And it's called Mulungu, M-U-L-U-N-G-U. It uh -huh. heals the central nervous system of shock, trauma, PTSD. It heals the liver. It's like, and, and, and it helps you sleep. It takes away insomnia. So um, I Where's can't it, remember. Where, where do you find that? Is that like from the U.S. or is that from somewhere else? Uh, there is a, there are some places you can get in the U S I'll send you the link. Okay. Um, I think they still have some in stock, but I stumbled upon it cause I was already using this person's website cause I knew who she was. She just started this business out of Costa Rica, but now she's in New York city. Um, and I was just like the liver formula. She had her great. And then I bump into this Malungu and I read about it and I'm like, Oh my God, this is like a dream come true. And so I've been taking it and I noticed that even like 
when there's a trigger where I would normally be like fight or flight, like my husband driving not so well, and I'm like, oh my God, you're gonna kill us. I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'm like, oh, man, herb really works. I right. sleep well at night. Um, and I just really feel like, yeah, I, I mean, hopefully people will create more of it because it's, it's sort of like unheard of, but it'll really help with the nervous system right now because it's so yeah. easy to be in fear. Um, so I take a lot of that. I try and take it at the end of the day or else like I'm really sedated and almost feel drugged because it is really strong. But fortunately, it's not, doesn't have an impact on any of the organs. So nature is really important. Um, being, you know, with my kids, doing everything I can for them is like feeling so healthy. And, and really, um, I go through a lot of life reviews. Like I always feel like, you know, I might not wake up tomorrow because it's just the death thing is just always right there. So I, I, I travel a lot into my multidimensional self, the past, even past lives. And I try and almost like consciously time travel to bring unconditional love and healing and forgiveness to others. And also forgiveness to myself if I'm holding on to any guilt or, oh, I could have done that better. Um, I, I, I like to explore a lot and just like really look at myself with, you know, total like humility and self-honesty. But so yeah, with that, the nutrition, being out in nature really helps. And I've got a bunch of stuff around the house that helps me, you know, if there's bad weather to just, you know, do things. And I'm learning more, you know, to discipline myself with breath because breath is the ultimate. Mm -hmm. um, taking the time to really, you know, deeply breathe. But one thing that always saves me is I have to laugh. I have to make fun of a lot of this stuff and not like the evil part of it. There's nothing funny about, you know, the darkest of the dark when it comes to some of these practices, but I just like, I'll, I'll just sit around and look for like memes just to crack up and just really find the humor <laughs> in it. I'll not take this crap too seriously because I swear it's just like, I mean, do you feel like when you go to bed at night, like, what are we in for tomorrow? It's just like, Oh my God. You know, I, I, I use sleep when we go to sleep and everyone goes to sleep. Right. But I use sleep as a mini death process, Laura. So like, you know, you know, as I go to sleep at night, it's like you're, you're going through a mini death process. So, the, you know, I, I, I implore, I suggest to people, you know, if they are in fear of death, because, you know, you've talked about that several times in this podcast, that not to be in fear, you know, death is a natural process, man. It's a natural transition of our consciousness from one form into another. So I, you know, I, I look forward to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. It is like a mini death. And, um, you know, people who, you know, I know you, I mean, yeah, you had a near death experience. And I, I just did an interview with some people who, I mean, it's, it's a peaceful thing. And sometimes I see it as a vacation. I'm certainly not suicidal, but I'm like, what I, you know, if people are limited to just thinking that this is the end all be all, it's like, there's just no way there's so much more. And uh, so I think, you know, we're, we're lifting veils and, and, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff going on on the planet where we can learn to stay in the physical body and go through so many death cycles that we are walking around as, you know, multidimensional beings. Mm -hmm. And that fear of death is gone. That, that feeling of loss when somebody passes over is gone. Right. I always felt really peaceful when people pass away. I'm like, Oh, you know, now you're on that side and we can connect this way. Now it's the suffering and the, the, the lies and the deceit of this world that is far more painful and far more fear inducing you know, than death, because, you know, the divine and the fullness of all that we are, I feel is on the other side. And I think maybe people fear death because they haven't really woken up yet in the physical plane, and they might not want to come back as a baby. And deep down in their intuition, they know that they better switch the lights on 
because if they're, you know, I don't know where the fear of death really comes from for people, but I certainly think they use that as a way to mess with us so that we um, are dependent on external forces. We're waiting for a savior. Uh, and um, I don't know, it's definitely something, you know, to, to, to let go of. And, and when we lose somebody, we have to be willing to also, you know, obviously mourn, but really trust that journey. You know, all of us are facing that at some point or another. Right. It's like saying, it's like a denial that that's not going to happen to us. But I do right. think there's a chance to, um, to experience a much larger version of ourselves that, I mean, what do you think? Do you think, I mean, you talk about incension, which makes a lot more sense at this stage of the game, but you know, d does that, is that beyond the veils of death and life and a much fuller picture? Well, you know, like when, when we lose someone physically, like when someone dies, like when I hear someone say, oh yeah, well, you know, I just lost my father and he was such a great person. Like that, th that throws me, that just infuriates me because they're still, they still exist because energy is neither created or destroyed. It just changes form. So, you know, for, for myself, when someone dies, they're still there, man. They're just, they still exist. And when, if people can start shifting their perspective from this sense of loss to, okay, they may not just be in this physical form, but they're still there in energy and consciousness because people don't understand consciousness. And I wish more people would get more in touch and set their whole life with consciousness first rather than material, then it'll be a lot easier for people to deal with, you know, when, when they lose loved ones. Right. And, um, and unfortunately it's whether or not there yet or the whole planet's not there yet, but hopefully, you know, we can get there with people like yourself uh, you know, other uh, great people out there that are uh, setting amazing examples. I'm excited to have you as one of our speakers at uh, the Bioregenesis next year. Uh, so that is going to be amazing. I can't wait for you to uh, pick a topic and uh, and just blast, give a give a little like poof to the uh, the uh, attendees. So I'm excited for oh, you I'm to be there. Thrilled. I'm yeah. so thrilled to be a part of it and to meet everybody and to um, hear you. And, and I, it's, it's so awesome. What an incredible, you know, thing. And this is, this is really the hope. I mean, we, we have to, you know, locate that hope and, and yeah, when we drop the fears and trust ourselves a little more, I mean, fear, I think is a stage of the processing, but, but it shouldn't last too long. You know, mm -hmm. it really grips people to the point of, uh, you know, fear can help us with caution and discernment and boundaries, but it's, it's one of those things that just should send us the memo and then we can make good decisions based on, oh, okay, maybe I need to watch that. But when it becomes a state of mind and a way of life and that everything operates from making decisions based on the foundation and the state of mind of fear, then that's when we're really, you know, um, I think linked into that dark agenda that, you know, we're talking about that's very vampiric. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people are so tired and drained all the time too. And, you know, we have so much life force that we can call back. And so, yeah, I definitely feel a lot of hope, but uh, you know, I, I just hope, you know, people don't feel so alone. I mean. Yeah, so what's your final message to uh, our listeners? What, 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 what can you leave these listeners of ours? You know, what's your message to them? 
Yeah, well, first off, you're you know, not alone. We all are linked to the unified field, God source, whatever you want to call it. Everybody's got a name for it. But we have to recognize that there's been a lot of manipulation that we have not been able to move beyond that has given us a false sense of the word God or a, a false experience of it, where we have not taken it upon ourselves to you know, activate the fullness of all that we are. I know it takes a bit and we're in this density that you know, for us to change in our physiology and on the physical, you know, it's going to take the planetary energies to shift a bit. But, um, you know, to recognize that we're innately spiritual. It's an organic and natural thing. Everybody has access to it. Um, there's no real book or teaching that is greater than, I think we talked about this when I talked to you. And, I, and I'm so on the same page. Um, life experience. And if that was, you know, if it wasn't in our conversation, I, I'm just going to, you know, this is, what I've always felt the greatest teacher is life experience and uh, and 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 knowing that the negative and positive are both incredibly important adversities can be the greatest blessings and sometimes blessings can be where we start to take things for granted so how can we weave the negative and positive and integrate polarity and begin to allow it to open us up to our authentic self our true self our higher self our wisdom our internal guidance our capacity to heal our capacity to forgive and hold compassion and integrity I mean, th this is what it means to, you know, really awaken. And it's, it's not just a spiritual thing, um, but that needs to almost like be the starting point so that we can see through the lies and deception. If we don't do that inner work first, it's very easy to be played and fooled and give our, you know, so if we can take it upon ourselves to polish up our bullshit meter too, and, and through authenticity, because if we're vibrating at truth in ourselves, then it will be easy to navigate better. So take that risk. Be true to yourself, regardless of what your friends and family have to say. Don't be afraid of the dark night of the soul and the grief and the hard part of it. It'll accelerate a lot quicker if there's lack of judgment on it. But I think, I guess, the message that I want to leave with everybody is um, we have a real opportunity to, you know, truly connect. And it's natural. And it's, it's not something that you have to figure out or attain. It's something that you need to trust and cultivate and nurture because, uh, you know, that, that's where, you know, it gets a little bit weird. So to me, it's almost like the cages are opening up and we're being invited to go back into our natural habitat, but being born into captivity for so many generations, people fear the most natural thing. And they're actually, truly, the, the, the main fear is fearing the self. So even if we have to face the darkness or the dark things from our past or things that are hard to reconcile with, just know that, at least in my thoughts, true God source is unconditional love. And when we're ready to really align and do the work that it takes, there's no such thing as abandonment or, 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 or being condemned or exiled the minute you know, we're willing to do the work. When we're not willing to do the work, there is still no separation, but the illusion of separation can instead create behavior patterns and victimization that can actually seek to take others down because it's locked in this um, like falsity that comes through certain religions and social engineering. So I think, you know, this is a huge process of maturity and, and this is a developmental phase that we're going through as a humanity that's way more natural than we can imagine. So watch out for the interferences and the distractions that make you afraid of yourself, afraid of your body, afraid of what you're capable of, and begin to see this time as a time of like true discovery and that we are the answer and antidote to the future and, um, and to treat one another, you know, with love and respect and and self-correct when we screw up or make a mistake. I mean, and, and it's okay. You know, we, people are, want to be enlightened so much that they expect perfection to the point where I think it, uh, 
you know, gets in the way. Let's just be real. We got to start there. Exactly. So how can people uh, get in touch with you, Laura? Do you have a website? Do you have an email? Yes, my website is cosmicgaia.org. And I got a YouTube channel, Laura Eisenhower. And I'm on social media, Twitter and Facebook under Laura Eisenhower. And I have, you know, uh, option of uh, being a subscriber. And uh, it kind of explains on my website. But I hope that wasn't too lengthy of an answer uh, with some of your answers. I'm kind of like, blah, blah, but no <laughs> look questions i feel so comfortable in your space so i really appreciate this time with you well look i i appreciate you coming on this podcast and sharing your knowledge and your wisdom to all of our listeners so you know immense gratitude to you laura and uh you know even during these times i want you and your husband and your family to stay safe please um yeah so uh we are going to be wrapping this up uh, I think, uh, Laura, uh, do you have any last words or shall we? Well, I think these conversations, I, I, I feel like, you know, finding like-minded people, like I feel energized. Yeah. You know, I can kind of walk around and just sort of be like, oh my God, the world. And, and then, you know, connecting, you know, with you or connecting with a client, it's just like, ah, oh, it's like, there I am again. I mean, you know, we're in biological vessels and we, we need to, you know, connect and, 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 and have these greater conversations because our throat chakra and our words are power. We bring things to life. We are creating our reality in a lot of ways. And you know, don't be afraid of having a boundary with the ones that bring you down and um, you know, the ones that make you feel less than. And uh, you know, it, it's some things, if, if you put all your efforts into repair and it's not working out, it's okay to step away even if it's family members. But um, you know, and, and if the internet goes down, you know, just know that there's a place that we can all connect and we can begin to open up our telepathic channels and begin to leverage adversity to help us to retrieve our greater abilities. I even look at Kemtra as a, and, and I say, every weapon I'm going to determine is a tool for my greater awakening and service in the world. I will not be a victim to it because I witness it and see it. I will turn it into a tool. And, and that's also, you know, maybe something that might be helpful for people to not um, polarize yourself, to see the dark as an opportunity to become the best of yourself. Wow. Laura, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on this, on this episode. I want to thank all the listeners that joined us or are going to be joining us. Uh, and I just want to leave you with this, you know, truth is stranger than fiction, but wouldn't you want to live your life in truth instead of a lie? I'll leave you with that. Thank you, Laura, for joining us. And hopefully I'll talk to you soon. Thanks everyone. Hello.